Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. So today's episode 182 of the Jimmy'sTable.com podcast, and I'm going to talk about how to escape a rut and the gift of surprise. Our life is relatively good, I would say, for the most part. I think we could all pretty much agree on that, right? Yet, we kind of feel we're stuck in this hamster wheel going round and round and round. Life has developed a certain rhythm and pace that, you know, if we're honest with ourselves, is predictable, boring and kind of has left us sometimes feeling a bit on the stagnant side. We can sometimes feel like we're suffocating, like we're trapped, and where one day feels like the next and tomorrow never comes. Kind of like in the movie Bill Murray's Groundhog Day sort of feeling. I, I think that movie resonates with us so well because, you know, it's all something we can kind of identify with, especially as we get older. We're... Every day just feels like the same day over and over again on repeat, and we desperately want to escape. So, like in the movie, as in life, we have a question. Well, what do I do about that? And we feel we are stuck in a rut and we want out. And I've talked about this episode, or I've talked about this issue previously on podcast episode number 57. Well, that was several years ago, and I feel like since that time and that episode, uh, which, you know, is still really relevant and good, I feel like I definitely have some things I'd like to say to, um, that while they overlap with that prior episode, including, including the theme of uh, Bill Murray's Groundhog Day, which, by the way, I'm a huge Bill Murray fan. Uh, I like to joke uh, anytime in, in, the, uh, in the game you play for Icebreakers, Two Truths and a Lie, I always joke and toss out as the lie that Bill Murray is a former uncle of mine. And, and people, you know, never believe that's the lie. And I'm just kind of curious about that. I'm like, that should obviously be the lie. But for some reason, you believe me being published in the Wall Street Journal or me um, being on The Price is Right is the lie. I, I guess they all sound like they could be fabrications. But I'm always like, why do people look at me and say, yeah, I bet you used to be related to Bill Murray. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I digress. So this podcast episode shares and overlaps with some uh, things I said several years ago, but life has happened, um, and I feel like I have more that I can say and uh, more that I can do to help, and, and I think this is an issue worth bringing up again because, you know, people just frequently find themselves in a rut, and it's a conversation that I've had many times in my life with many individuals, and, uh, you know... Those conversations inspire me to think about things and to further expand. So without much further ado, let's get into this. How, how can we escape a rut? And what does the gift of surprise, as I call it, have to do with any of this? First, I think that we need to acknowledge it's perfectly good if we find ourselves in this situation. It's perfectly natural and normal. There's nothing wrong in and of itself with being in a rut. In fact, if you're feeling like you're in a rut, there's probably actually a lot of good things happening in your life that 
because they're so common and so good and they happen so day to day in your life that you've kind of gotten to the place where you you might take them for granted. Um, Our lives often feel that we're in a rut, but this has to do because we've developed a life built around things like paying the bills and taking care of people that we love and being a good citizen and living a life of integrity um, and having people that rely on us. So we, we develop routines that are efficient um, and we accomplish certain things every single day because, well, we have this certain addiction to thing called food, shelter, and clothing. <laughs> and so we have this reliance on those things and we realize, hey, if I want to provide those things that I'm addicted to in this life and that help sustain the life that I'm living, well, you know, I'm probably going to need to develop some routine. Uh, I'm going to need to go to a regular job that has a regular pay. Uh, I'm probably going to have to go home to the same woman every night uh, and, you know, take care of the same kids. You know, and that's kind of how our lives operate. Uh, and that may not be your life, and that may not be why you feel like you're in a rut, but I'm sure that story kind of still sounds a little familiar, even if that's not your exact situation. Um, and the good news about that situation, you know, if that's you in your life, you know, you're surrounded by people that perhaps love you. Um, some of them might even like you. <laughs> and uh, you've probably experienced some measure of success in this world and in this life. You have a life that probably requires a little bit of integrity because, you know, it's hard to maintain all those things without a sense of integrity. People like you um, and you're reliable, you're a good person uh, and all that sort of stuff. And I think we take that for granted and we lose sight of those things simply because they become sort of monotonous part of of our just day-to-day life, day in, day out. Um, And it's so easy to take the things that are common in our life and that just are there without question. It's kind of easy for us to take those things for granted. Um, So I think if we were to first step back, take a big 500-foot vantage point of our life, um, you know, look at it from the sky, and look at it as kind of an objective person, we might sit there and say, you know, my life might feel like I'm kind of in a rut, but you know, it's really more beautiful than I often acknowledge. And I think it's bad if we, we have a life that is marked by such a beautiful thing. And even though it's a common thing in our lives, you know, we should never forget that what we have that seems common to us is so much more beautiful to so many others who, who lack so much um, and people who would kill for the life that we regularly live Um, So I think we need to be careful to fail to recognize the beauty in our lives. Um, And we should be careful to look with disdain or contempt upon such a life. Um, Such a life can often be a beautiful thing. I mean, it's something that we should celebrate. It's something we should be thankful for. um, And it's something we should never forget because we often forget. Um, So if that's you, first thing you need to do in your life, Be thankful for the life that you are living, the things that you do have, the people that love you, the people you have the opportunity to love, uh, and the the enjoyment of the fruits of the labor that you get to enjoy. But with that said, I still think we need the occasional shakeup. 
We may be thankful for the things that we have in our life, and we may have forgotten about them, become short-sighted about all the blessings that God has numbered in our lives and the blessings we should count every single day. Um, But even with those things, we still need an occasional shake-up in our life. Um, And while I do believe strongly that we should be content with our lot in our life that we've been given, um, we are creatures ultimately created in the image and likeness of God, And we have so much untapped potential in our lives that I believe God wants to work through us to make something awesome in this world. Um, In the Bible, back in the book of Genesis, Garden of Eden, we read about how God created the world and placed mankind in a garden so that they could tend to that garden and cause the world around that garden to ultimately flourish. And as such... As such individuals who have been given such a, a guardianship, a custodianship, a, a place in the world to do this thing in whatever garden that we might be planted in, in in this world to this day, I believe that we ultimately need to embrace what you, you've probably heard this catchphrase before. It's kind of cliche to say, but I believe we need to embrace a growth mindset whereby we always find ourselves you know, wading out into new uncharted waters, stretching ourselves, learning, trying new things, and challenging ourselves to do the things we didn't think we could previously do. And again, I know that kind of sounds cliche, and in many ways, it is cliche. But I think there's a lot of, you know, truth ultimately behind it. Well-worn as it might be, it's good. <laughs> and, and we take for granted uh, this idea of a growth mindset. And I think um, it, it ends up manifesting itself in our lives and the fact that many of us stop growing. Um, but there's something beyond just saying, well, embrace a growth mindset. That's the end of the show that I want to say. Um, and I want to say something beyond what you usually hear in regard to this. It goes beyond the simple pitch you usually hear from self-help gurus and gym bros on YouTube. <laughs> Um, so, so in thinking about these things, about this growth mindset, um, you know, I, I sit here and think about how in childhood we were often told this kind of myth, you can be anything you want to be when you grow up, Johnny. Yes, you can. Anything, anything you want to do, you can do it. You set your mind to it, you can do it, right? Um, of course, this, this line was told to us by an adult who knew better. <laughs> it's kind of like they were selling a Santa Claus, but for life's purpose. Um, and in truth, as we all know when we grow up, no, you can't be anything in the world you want to be when you grow up. And we all learn that. As, as much as I might have wanted to be one day, I could never be Michael Jordan. You know, I'm never going to be the greatest basketball player of all time. First of all, I'm 5'11", and while 5'11 is not short, it is very short by basketball standards. I'm uh, very white, <laughs> uh, very, very white, uh, and, you know, not that white guys can't play basketball, but, uh, you know, well, we just know that's generally not, you know, a uh, demographic advantage when it comes to, to playing a sport. Usually it helps if you're black. If you're going to be, you know, the greatest basketball player of all time. Because great basketball players stopped being white a long time ago. (laughs) Uh, But I digress, not to get caught up on that. 
Um, but you know, so so we realize that that things like that happen. That there's limitations to what we can do in our lives. Uh, that we can't all be Michael Jordan and become the greatest basketball of all time because, well, Michael Jordan owns that spot, and he even still owns that spot even if LeBron James just took the all-time scoring uh, record from Akeem Abdul-Jabbar. But I digress. <laughs> so anyway, this was a nice childhood myth that we were ultimately told as kids, that you can do anything you want. But it was a great myth because I believe it helped to ultimately motivate us to be curious sort of creatures um, who could ultimately be encouraged to test the limits of what we're made of, to explore the world as if it's never been explored before, uh, and to ultimately do the things that we could do to make a dent in the universe. Of course, we do eventually run into our own limitations in what we can actually do. I eventually learned that I will never dunk a basketball no matter how hard I try. And I had to come to accept that. I had to come to accept that 5'11 Jimmy uh, is not going to ever dunk a basketball. But I learned I could be pretty good playing ice hockey. And so I did that instead. And I never became the greatest ice hockey player in the world. Um, but uh, I had a lot of fun and enjoyment. And I feel like I had a pretty competitive style of play that you know definitely didn't leave me in the top of the... Uh, the NHL or anything like that, but uh, I feel like, especially when I played high school, I, you know, I was a force to be reckoned with when I played. But I digress. Uh, not to go Al Bundy on us and talk about the time I scored four touchdowns in a single game for Poke High. <laughs> anyway, um, so we learned the limitations growing up of what we can and cannot do. Um, and, you know, we eventually come to this startling truth that even though while we were created in the image and likeness of God, we can't do everything because ultimately we aren't God. There are limits, and we learn those limits over time, but we only learn those limits through a discovery of trial and error, and not simply the self-imposed limitations that we place on ourselves or that others place on us as we get older. Um, we, we learn the hard way. Um, as a child of what we can and cannot do. But we do that through an adventurous spirit that causes us to go out there and discover what it is that we can and cannot do. We do that because we are told you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. And, you know, for a hot minute, we have an imagination filled with wonder. And we sit there and think, you know, maybe I can do whatever I want to do when I grow up. And so that motivates us to be the curious creatures that we are as a childhood, to explore the world and do whatever we want to, that we can to make a dent in the universe. Uh, unfortunately, though, I think as we get older, that sense of discovery goes away, and we start believing the limitations others put on us, and then we start imposing limitations upon ourselves in the process, and we eventually choke out the potential that God placed in every single one of us. And once that begins to happen in our lives, we enter into self-fulfilling prophecy where we no longer look at the world as a place of wonder and full of opportunity. And we begin to get to a place where we no longer grow, we no longer stretch ourselves, 
and we look to no longer to seek to discover new things. Instead, we settle. And we declare that this is all that there is in life. And we become like bears prepared for a long winter hibernation. And I think once we get into this stage of life, and once we start to prepare like bears for a long winter hibernation, we stop growing. That's when we ultimately find ourselves in a rut. So you might ask then, well, Jimmy, how can you escape that rut? What can I do to get out of that rut? And I believe the only way that we're ever going to do that, I believe the only salvation we can find in that and the only way to ultimately escape that rut is if we go back to that childlike wonder that we had once upon a time. And I know that almost might sound cliche and silly almost to even say. But, you know, even Jesus talked about these things when it came to the issue of our salvation, such as concepts of being born again or becoming like a child to enter the kingdom of heaven. And while Jesus specifically was talking about those things, if you study them out, I believe, um, specifically in relation to our salvation, you know, I think the things of salvation and, and what makes for being saved and, and, and that sort of thing, if, if religion is your thing, maybe if you're listening to this podcast, religion isn't your thing, but, you know, hear me out just the same. But I think that not only applies to our salvation, but, you know, the way of our salvation is also supposed to be our way of life and the mode of our being. It's supposed to be the way we live and operate in this world. So when Jesus talks about becoming born again and becoming like children, yeah, that has to do with entering the kingdom of God and getting saved and all that sort of stuff. But you know, I think that really also applies just to our way of life and the way that we're supposed to continue to live our lives. And it's not just a one-time sort of zap that we get from the Holy Ghost uh, you know, when all of a sudden we call on Jesus' name and say a sinner's prayer or, or whatever language you want to use there. Um, but it ultimately results, and it's supposed to result, I believe, in a shifting of our mindset and the way we see the world and our place in this world. It's ultimately about growing, exploring, stretching, and trying new things, whereby we live in such a way that we invite the gift of surprise into our lives, which I think is perhaps the chief characteristic that defines our life when we are kind of stuck in a rut. When our life is in a rut, like in Bill Murray's Groundhog's Day, we find that there's zero room for surprise. Every day he's going to go step off that quarter and run into Ned. <laughs> Ned's going to try to make him an insurance pitch. And he's going to hear it every single day, and there's no escaping it. And we end up living this life where every day is the same, and as the movie says in Groundhog's Day, and tomorrow never comes. Which is the exact opposite, by the way, of how we experience childhood. Most children, at least to my knowledge, I don't think, you know, reflecting on my life uh, and, and thinking about my childhood growing up, you know, most children, I don't believe, ever feel anything resembling the rut that we usually find ourselves trapped in once we enter the more middle stages of our lives. This stuck-in-a-rut thing seems to be something that is definitely a very middle-aged, older-type person experience and something that we 
you know, ultimately find ourselves in, not until we get older, not until we've gotten to the point in our life where our life becomes a series of routine after routine after routine, um, and we find ourselves living the same day on repeat over and over again with no sense of newness and no sense of exploration in which there's no sense of being surprised. But look at it as with children. They're bombarded with new things all the time because, well, they're children. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and so much so that, you know, we often marvel when we see videos like on YouTube or TikTok or Facebook Reels or Instagram or whatever. You know, you, you often see like a, a mother or father playing with their small child and it's their child's birthday or it's the child's Christmas. And they've, you know, put all this time to pick out the perfect gift to give their small child. And what happens when you give the gift to the small child? The child cares nothing about the gift itself. They like the box that the gift came in. And they will often ooh and ah and get more excited about the box and the wrapping paper and want to play with that more than the toy that was inside the box. Because to the child, you know, the box is just as exciting as the toy. <laughs> you know, because it's all so new to them. And there's this sense of surprise and wonder over a box. There's surprise and wonder over a game of peekaboo. You know, like the child, you know, is just so like surprised and taken by every time you go, you know, peekaboo, you know, and, and they just laugh and uncontrollable and it's just so amazing to them. They're like, man, I can't believe his face was behind his cupped hands the entire time. Who saw that one coming? <laughs> You know, couldn't have seen it coming from a mile away. And the child is just mystified and taken back by that experience, by playing the peekaboo, by playing with the box. And why? Because it's so new to them. And we marvel over that and we delight in that and we laugh about it and we post pictures and videos of it on Facebook and, and YouTube and all that sort of stuff. But in doing that, there's often this lack of sense of reflection that we have in posting such videos. We fail to learn the lesson. We fail to learn the story in that process. And I think it's that process that's supposed to teach us that we, we're experiencing a rut and we often get into a rut in life because unlike a child, we've stopped growing, we've stopped exploring, and we've stopped going on quest that allow for us to enter in to the gift of surprise. Of course, lest I sound naive, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, we're never going to fully recapture the newness of experiencing the world like we did in childhood. We've simply lived too much life, we've experienced too much, we've seen it all before at some level. But, with that said, going back to this being born again or becoming like a child and recapturing that, that gift of surprise, that, that, that childlike wonder about the world, I believe that even though we can never fully go back to what it was to be a child, we can still continue down the road that many of us have long since abandoned. Does that step on your toes? <laughs> Does that step on your toes, my friends? And you know, 
when it comes to escaping the rut and recapturing this childlike wonder and experience in life, practically speaking, you're going to have to make some actual plans and take some steps. It's not just going to be something that just turns on as a switch overnight and that you can just, you know, do on a whim. You're going to have to take some steps, make some plans. You're going to have to take some blind leaps of faith into the dark, into worlds unknown, or outcome is not certain. And that often makes us uncomfortable because we, we've developed a life, we get to the place in our life where, you know, certainty is very much the modus operandi of how we live our lives. And that's how we keep the wheel going round every single day. We, we keep the round, wheel going round because we know we have to pay our bills and put food in our stomach and clothes on our back and take care of our loved ones. So we know that's going to require a job and that's going to require a skill set and showing up on a consistent basis so we can get this thing called money uh, so that we can keep our addiction to food, life, and shelter going. <laughs> but you know, that doesn't mean that uh, we still can't be put in a place where we branch out from that. Because I think that's a good, like I said earlier, that's a good place to start from. That's a good life to have. But I believe that if we're going to live the life that I believe each of us is kind of itching to live, that's not going to happen. And we're not going to recapture that childhood wonder, though, until we actually, you know, take some real practical steps to doing some things in our life. Um, and we're going to have to be willing to try things that you used to say never to. And we're going to have to try things that you used to say never again to. I know that in my own life, feeling like something, being something of a, stuck in a rut after uh, my divorce uh, over a year ago, I decided to challenge myself on some new things. To revisit some things I no longer considered part of my life or things that I considered impossible to do again. I decided, you know, I'm at a new station in my life. You know, I recognize that I'm in something of a rut. Um, and I realize that there need to be some changes in my life and I need to go ahead and try some things. So I started on a quest to kind of rediscover myself. Uh, to, 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 to infuse my life with fresh purpose and meaning, to infuse it with new adventures, um, and to do some stuff that I had long dreamed of or some things that I had since forgotten or, and things of that nature. So I started doing things like volunteering for additional ministries at church. Uh, I started going to the gym and lifting heavy weights above my head at 5 a.m. at least four times a week. Start watching what I eat. Um, I, I'd never been on a cruise before, and frankly, I had really no desire to ever go on a cruise. But I found myself needing to take a vacation and not knowing what to take. I had a friend who's a travel agent who suggested, well, you should go on a cruise to the Bahamas. And I was like, you know, because I would never do that thing, because I just, you know, cruises did not appeal to me, I decided, what the heck? I'm going to do that thing. <laughs> so I decided to go on a cruise to the Bahamas. And I was surprised and had the time of my life. I caught COVID also, which was a terrible thing. But it makes for a great additional aspect of the story. Um, but I ended up having a blast on this cruise. I met some amazing people. 
I got to see some amazing things, experience some things I'd never experienced before, to see some beautiful stuff. And I was completely surprised and just blown away by what I went through by doing that. I've also, during this process, reconnected with several childhood friends. I had some friendships that had over the course of my adult life had withered for one reason or another. So I decided to also rekindle some of those friendships as well. Um, and then I started interjecting myself into new social situations and, and made some additional friends. Uh, I talked about previously how I started playing ice hockey again at 40 years old after not having played since I was in high school. Um, and frankly, the list could go on and on. And I still also have a lot of things that I'm now considering doing that I have yet to pull the trigger on. But, you know, I'm possibly considering doing in the not-too-distant future, depending on how some things pan out. But not to get this stuck on all the awesome things I'm doing in my life and how wonderful of an experience I'm having. Uh, you know, I just note these things to sit there and say, you know, I've been in that rut. I've been in that situation. And I've taken some steps to do some things. And maybe my list of things of things to do don't match yours. So I encourage you to develop that list on your own. But I'm glad I've done these things and stepped out. Not everything has been wonderful. Not everything has been great. Not everything has worked out as I've wanted it to. But since I've started doing these things, I feel that my life has been one that has been full of surprise and wonder. I'm enjoying my life. I'm becoming a greater blessing to others. And by all means, I feel like on many levels, I'm flourishing. I feel like I'm having a very Garden of Eden type experience in, in my life right now in the present. And along the way, and all that I keep on doing, and all that I keep on trying, I keep being amazed with the sense of the wonder of what God is doing in my life. And the little things that he's allowing me to experience and accomplish along the way. Of course, is my life perfect? <laughs> no, there's no such thing. Are there still a lot of very normal, routine sort of things that I do on a day-to-day -day, day -day basis that feel like monotony to some degree? Of course. Most days, my life is very routine. Most days, I get up, I go to the gym, I drink the same cup of coffee, I drink, eat the same breakfast, I go to the same job and eat a lot of the same meals for lunch and dinner on a day-to-day basis. I talk to a lot of the same people, and I go to bed at the same time just about every day of the week. And in many ways, my life still feels like, even though I'm doing all these things, that there's still a very autopilot sort of aspect to my life. But you know what? I think that's awesome. My life will likely never be free of these things anytime soon. And you know, honestly, I don't think I want them to be, because... Like I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, they are good and wonderful and blessed things, and they serve as a foundation for the flourishing of my life. They are wonderful, they're gifts from God, and it's easy to take these things for granted. But these things that I have in my life that make up the day-to-day -day routine and what I'm doing, these are wonderful and healthy things to do and to have. And for all these things, even though they seem a little monotonous at times and a little boring at times and a little too routine at times. But you know what? I'm thankful to God for these things in my life. And I hope 
wherever you are in your life, whatever you have, whatever you're doing, whatever routine you're stuck in, whatever you know, sort of monotony you think you're experiencing, I hope you can look back from the big perspective and find beauty and what your life has in it and to be thankful to God for those things because those are wonderful and good gifts from God. Um, and we need to make sure we recognize such in our lives. But our lives don't have to stop there. And so far as it depends on us and so far as we are capable, I believe that we all need to occasionally get up, go outside, and poke a sleeping bear. Whatever your sleeping bear is. I don't recommend, by the way, for the sake of legal disclaimer, that you actually go uh, and poke a sleeping bear. Uh, so please don't you just say, well, Jimmy told me on that podcast that it'd be okay if I wandered in that cave, grabbed a stick, and poked that bear. Uh, you know, I'm not recommending you do that. What I just said is for metaphorical entertainment and educational purposes only. Please consult with wild game experts <laughs> and Steve Irwin-type, Bear Grylls-type figures before you go wandering out into the woods to poke a bear with a stick. <laughs> but you know... We all need to go out there, I think, and find that proverbial metaphorical bear and poke it with a stick just to see what's going to happen. <laughs> we need to try something for the sake of trying something new sometimes. Even if we are skeptical about it at our interest level or if we're skeptical, or if we're skeptical about our abilities to outrun a startled sleeping bear. <laughs> the outcome may actually surprise us, but one thing is for sure, we're likely not going to find ourselves stuck in a rut, and we'll have the wonderful gift of surprise, especially if you're running from a bear. <laughs> so everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, episode 182. How to Escape a Rut and the Gift of Surprise. If you've enjoyed this podcast, email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. If you've not subscribed yet, go to jimmystable.com slash subscribe and find your favorite way to subscribe, whether it's through Apple, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, or all the million other ways there are to subscribe. And if you really want to surprise me, go leave a glowing five-star review at all the places that you can leave. Glowing five-star reviews so other people can help Find this podcast um, by saying, wow, somebody left a five-star review about jimmystable.com. I'm going to go do the same and listen to the podcast and also leave a five-star review. And then more people will find this podcast and go do the same, and the cycle will continue. I will not be bored by your continual day-to-day five-star reviews. Anyway, <laughs> everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, episode 182, How to Escape a Rut. The Gift of Surprise at the JimmyTable.com podcast. Take care, everybody. God bless. And have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all.